Hi guys, this is Natasha Brown and you have tuned into His Word. His Word is here to bring glory to God's name, one testimony at a time. We are here to encourage, uplift, inspire, evangelize and to fellowship with Christ. So what is a testimony? A testimony is the evidence that God is working in your life. It gives us the assurance that God is real and that he is definitely here. So what are you waiting for? Share your testimony today. Hear his word, speak his word and share his word. His word is God's word. Hello everyone and welcome back to another fantastic episode on His Word. You have tuned into season 3 episode 12 and the title for this episode is called Delivered. Now what does it mean to be delivered? Now it means to be set free from bondage, temptation, anything that is not of God, that is what you can be set free from. That is what you can be delivered from. A lot of us are spiritually caged in places that God did not take us to. But because of our fleshly desires, because of what we want, because of the way in which we live our lives according to the world, we are caged in places that is not in favour in regards to where God is trying to take you. We are caged in places that's keeping us from reaching the promise, that's keeping us from reaching everything that God has in store for us. But I am here to tell you today that God is able to deliver you from things that that he did not send your way. He's able to deliver you and to set you free from bondage, temptation, sexual immorality, anything that's not of God, God is able to set you free from addiction, alcohol addiction, pornography, anything that's not of God, I'm telling you, there's nothing that God cannot do. But what you need to do is you need to be able to cry out to him and let him know, God, I'm tired of living this life the way that I'm living right now. I'm tired of doing things the the way that I know how to do it. But God, show me your will. The anchor scripture for this episode is Romans chapter 12, verse two. And it says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible lets us know that we need to change our minds. We need to renew our minds that when we come to Christ, when we accept him as our Lord and personal savior, that we no longer live according to the way in which we used to live. But we now put on the full armor of Christ and we walk the way that he's called us to walk. We go where he has called us to go. We do the commandments that he has told us to do. And I just want to pray that as you guys tune into this episode, cling on to a word. I don't just come on here and share an anchor scripture every week for no reason. I come on here and I share a scripture so that you are able to use that scripture as a prayer point, as a prayer point to go about your day, to go about your week so that God is able to deliver you, to help you. Use these scriptures as a way to get God's attention. God, he knows what's in his word, but do you know what's in his word? You're supposed to stand on his word and remind him about what he said. So if I was you, I would say, God, you said in Romans chapter 12, verse 12, you said, God, in your word, you said, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world. God, show me what that looks like. Show me what it means to be transformed by the renewal of my mind. Help me, oh God, to to receive and to see your perfect will in my life. God, what can I do to see these things manifest into my life? That is how you're supposed 
supposed to pray. You use the scriptures as a point of contact to hear from God. So without further ado, we have an incredible guest that's coming on to the podcast to share her testimony. All right. I greet you all in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I am your Lisa Magibile and I am all the way from South Africa. Um, I am a medical laboratory scientist. So yes, I am a scientist and um, I am an author of a book called Word Your Worth and Integrity. Um, I think most importantly that I want you to remember about me is that I'm born again. I love the Lord. I'm so fired up for the gospel of Jesus. And it's so amazing that my passion for identity and purpose started at a time when I actually didn't know who I was. And um, growing up in a small town in one of the provinces in South Africa, I grew up as a bright spark. I can say that I was just a child who really loved studying. You know, I, I loved academics. I was, I was just, just that girl. But there was a transition when I had to leave home and go for varsity. And the way it is in South Africa is that universities are normally in like the big cities. So I came from, um, from a very small town and the transition from a small town to the big city, that's where life started happening. And um, I went to varsity to enroll for medical laboratory science. And when I got there, I actually got interested into modeling. And I, I remember I entered a pageant in my first year and I was crowned for that pageant. And that was now the beginning of something else that I, I realized I actually love this, you know. I'm a person with a very effervescent personality. I, I love talking, I love being in front of people. So I actually saw that would be something that I can just easily get paid for, do it effortlessly. I mean, so nice to just be paid for just walking. I think that is beautiful. <laughs> so I enjoyed this, this, this kind of spotlight. And I tell you, when that, when I, 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 I won that pageant, I, I actually received quite a lot of um, attention, you know. And I remember there were some people uh, amongst the audience that were there to watch the pageant on that day that contacted me privately, that asked me if I could maybe host their events in a sense or be the, the MC of the events. Uh, and well, I agreed to it and it went on. And I mean, one, one gig led to another, uh, one booking led to another. And before I knew it, I was deep in the modeling industry and not just walking on the ramp myself, but I was also now involved in the background of everything. I would um, set up a show. I would choose the um, clothing for the ladies and sometimes the gentlemen, but I would come up with a theme for, for patients and all of that. So I would be behind the scenes. And before I knew it, I really loved what I was doing. And one thing led to another. Before I knew it, really, it was a part-time career. You know, I would get bookings to go and MC for shows and obviously all the other things within the entertainment industry. And if you were to look it from another angle or you, if you were to look it um, from afar, you'd basically see that if I were to take that career seriously, I would, um, I would go somewhere, you know? And I mean, being a student, making extra cash, I mean, that 
is a plus plus. You definitely want to make extra cash when you're a student. So I was in that position where I, I never literally used to lack cash while I was a student because I've been, I'd be having gigs, one gig after the other. And, you know, you, they sometimes give you even gifts when you go, um, for any event you know there was quite a lot of packages that came with with just that moment when i won the pageant and um you know i'd go for castings go for small jobs here and there within the modeling industry but obviously i was still in the lower phases of it but if i were really to take it seriously i, I could see myself going there and i remember at some point i shared a, a stage with quite a lot of celebrities and south african celebrities and it actually gave me an idea to say or a mentality to say you know what i'm definitely going to be a celebrity you know what darling i'm going to be the one giving autographs right there <laughs> And I mean, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed talking in front of people and, you know, just mingling around people. And I believe I'm just a good vibe. People really enjoyed being around me. So you'd find that if there are events, they definitely want to book me. If it's not booking me, it's just asking if I could tag along, you know. And I got to know a lot of people within the entertainment industry. Now, I had to, oh, right, then fast forward, I finished my studies and I had to now go and practice as a medical scientist. And I moved from one city to the hub of where entertainment is in South Africa, which is Johannesburg. So when I moved there, I had an idea of that. I'm going to go there and just pursue my career. Remember, I now have a lot of connections. I know a lot of people from actors to presenters to musicians. I know a few that I could potentially contact to you know to find out how do I make my way in this industry and all of that so I actually then went into Johannesburg to to start my career um, and when I got there you know within the, in the entertainment industry once you go out and you have a life of a party animal you basically live the lifestyle you know i was smoking marijuana smoking cigarettes drinking lots and lots copious amounts of alcohol all right well i didn't see anything wrong with that you know it was my life it was lifestyle but you'd realize that every time when i am sober there'll be something that would be lacking on the inside of me but i wouldn't i wouldn't be able to put a finger on it and and i think other people can actually relate especially people who are, who are drinking and having fun there is a point when you are sober where you basically feel like there's something i'm missing but i just don't know what it is you know, and I grew up, remember I told you, I grew up being a bright spark and I had all the, the visions of, of me being an academic and all of that. And, and to even edit up, I wanted to be an author. I didn't actually want to be an author of something that I wasn't leaving. So I, I, I still had to find out what exactly do I need to write about. So you'd always hear me saying, I'm writing a book and I've got bits, bits and pieces of books that I was writing, but I never finished them because I just never had the message to communicate to people, all right? So you know the life of the nightlife. I was the type of girl, I've got, I've got videos for this. I've got videos that, you know, can, that, that will show you how my life was before Christ, you know? going out, smoking a lot, partying and, and all of that, you know, it would be nice. You'd actually enjoy yourself. But as I say, there'd be moments when I would feel like there is this emptiness. And sometimes people interpret this emptiness as being bored. And once you, once that hits you, you, you just want to go maybe 
party some more, drink some more, smoke some more, be around people. And before you know it, you just become someone who doesn't really interpret yourself as you are ought to. So I was in that kind of space. I don't even know how I actually managed to get my degree because I graduated and then I went to Johannesburg where uh, I say it is the hub of entertainment in South Africa. So I, I actually told myself when I get there, what I'm basically going to do, I'm just going there to you know, pursue my career. And I got there and I worked and I worked, but something happened in the very first months, the beginning of my career, I fell ill. Um, I went to the doctors, the doctors didn't know what was wrong with me. And um, in and out of doctor's rooms and I went to hospital, I was hospitalized at some point. I was sick, I was ill, but I was poisoned actually. And I couldn't resuscitate my, my career. I couldn't bring it back from that time. I got ill and I had to resign from work and I had to go back home. And I was so ill to a point that the poison had actually corroded my body. And I, I was, you know, there were certain parts in my uh, I even have pictures of this, that even the poison now, when it was time for it to be expelled out of my body, it, it gave me very bad pimples because my body was just trying to fight the, the poison. So I was near a dead bed at that time. And I actually didn't know what was wrong with me. I, I believe I, I live a, a healthy lifestyle or I ate healthy even though I was drinking and all of that, right? But I think my diet was quite good because remember, I had to maintain my body. But anyway, now I got to a point where I had to resign from work. So I had to put my career aside and focus on my health. And my health didn't improve for about seven months. I think seven months, yeah. And it was after that moment that I realized that, you know, that, the, you know, the sickness that you get and you feel like, you know what, I am going to die, but I just don't know when. And even when you wake up, you find that you are still shocked that you're still alive. Even my family, when they come to, to the room to check me in the morning, the first thing they would do, it would be to shake me. Lisa, Lisa, you'd see that they're actually expecting just about anything. And I was also feeling like that because the pain was just so much. And I used to pray that God, please take my life. Those were the kind of prayers that I, I used to pray, but somehow I, I didn't die out of it. And I remember upon recovery, I, I started asking myself important questions, you know, why then am I still alive? Why, what is the purpose of me being alive if I was that sick? And then now I didn't die. I even prayed that God should just take my life away and he didn't. So I asked myself important questions that time and I couldn't get an answer. And remember at that time, well, if anything happens, if anything drastic happens to you, you get to a point where you are angry at God. I was so angry at him. You know, I was like thinking, how could you, because I already have a lot of other problems that I have with him. Now I have a, a big problem that he can just spare my life after this whole um, sickness issue, you know? And I had to ask myself an important question. Why am I still alive? I, I couldn't, I couldn't find out why, why then am I still alive? And I remember I saw a poster on Facebook and that is why I'm so passionate about spreading the gospel of Jesus on social media, because I was reached by the word of God like that. You know, someone shared a poster and there was a certain conference that was happening. 
Um, so it was, I think it was a three days conference or seven days, but I went there for three days. So the first day I went there, it was quite boring. It was, it really was. And the second day also was quite boring, but something was just drawing me there because I felt like I needed a change of scenes, you know, and going to church would probably help me. So I went, I went the first time. I didn't, I didn't really enjoy it. And it was during the time, the festive season time, uh, uh, you know, when it's the festive season in South Africa, especially starting on the 16th of December, that's when you know it's the party lifestyle right through from the 16th of December. And I remember it was the 16th, particularly that day I started going to that, um, that conference and I went there the, the 16th, the 17th, and on the 18th of December, that's the day I actually gave my life to Christ. And what actually happened when I gave my life to Christ, I was introduced to the prophetic. I've never been to a prophetic ministry, and I went to a prophetic ministry for that day. And, you know, when I got there, the pastor or the prophet of the church actually told me everything, everything about my life, things that I've never told anyone. And somehow the time I was recovering, there were just, while I was asking myself these important questions as to why am I still alive? I'll get responses like, it would be like a loud voices speaking on the inside of me, but I wouldn't be able to understand what it is. And now and again, I'll document these, these thoughts that I would be having. And when I went to the church, particularly the prophet started giving me a, a prophecy about myself, you know, going, dating back to the past and things that happened to me that I've never told him. And it is at that moment that I realized that it cannot be anyone else that would know even, I mean, things that I've never shared with anyone. Um, the prophet actually brought them about and told me about um, the sickness that I had and all in all in all, you know, just going into details of my life. And he said something and he said, even now the spirit of God is inspiring you to write a book and you've been getting it as very loud as a very loud voice on the inside of you. And it would come as thoughts. And I thought, how do you know this? Well, remember I, I, I couldn't even interpret that it was a book. So I was like thinking, Oh, so it is a book. I then was awakened to the fact that, well, that was a book, but I just wasn't aware. So it went on, the, the prophecy went on and on, really going into details of my life and in the future of what God has called me to do and all of that. And there was just this sense of peace that came after I received such a prophecy. And I was so burdened after being sick for so long. And when I, when I, when I received such a prophecy, I, I realized that and I, I, couldn't put, I couldn't put a human being, in, being involved there. I knew that it had to be God. And when there was an altar call, then I gave my life to Christ. So now for me, the biggest thing was, remember, I had this idea of, you know what, I am going to be a celebrity, so I need to behave like a celebrity. Now it becomes difficult for just about anyone to be born again. And now having to come out and say, now Jesus is this and that and that, all right? So I, I, I had to have the problem or I, I had the problem of transitioning from being from the world, being deep in the world. I mean, I used to have contact. Some of the people are actually international now. They're well known. When I tell people I've 
interacted with them so close, you know, you'd, you'd realize that it wouldn't be that difficult for me to get there. And obviously God would want me to go that direction. Do you understand? But I got to realize that um, the time I was just delaying the transition was the time where the book was starting to to be solid on the inside of me. I wrote the book and I read the book. <laughs> Something amazing happened by the time I wrote this book. It was as if someone is writing the book because I wrote the book literally, even by the time I became born again, I was already having glimpses of it. But the time I gave my life to Christ, then it was like this voice started being amplified on the inside of me. And even these ideas, sometimes I would see scripture and I don't have a church background. I never used to go to church much. I would go here and there when I feel like I've sinned a lot and I feel like I want God to forgive me and it ends there. But I didn't have a church background, do you understand? So I, I, I wasn't one to know or recall scriptures from, you know, from nowhere. And I would just have a, a picture of scripture. And when I would go check it in the Bible, it would be like that. And I would just write, I would just write. So it got to a point where I just typed everything and, I, and then I finished. And when I finished, I read the book and I cried. When I read the book, it was as if someone is actually ministering to me. It was as if someone is preaching a sermon to me that I need to now define who I am. It was as if God was actually perfecting my deliverance. You know, I, I read the book and it would be like, no, I didn't write this book. Every time I, I, I read it, I, it would be as if someone else has written the, this book, but not me. And amazingly, right through the months of completing the book, my deliverance was now complete. And I got to realize that even when I... You know, sometimes you, you don't know what is happening on the inside of you up until you try and be in a situation or be in a scenario that brings you back to your old life before you encounter Jesus. So there were moments where I would maybe try to have a glass of wine, try to have a glass of champagne, but I would be so sick. You know, the sickness of, of, of drinking something that it feels like you just drank poison, yet I was now a, a heavy drinker. And it was really after I read the book now and I was just not sure what to do next because now I've never written a book. I don't know anyone who has written one, so I don't know who to ask. I remember the prophetic word that God is actually inspiring me to write a book. And I'm telling you just a few phone calls and then um, I managed to publish the book. And then from there, it was just moments of dealings and up until where I am today. And it brought me to a point where I, I'm so passionate about preaching the gospel on social media. I actually made it like that, that my social media is my pulpit. I'm going to stand there and just preach just to about anybody, because if it wasn't for that one poster that was shared on Facebook, I wouldn't be here. I really wouldn't be be born again, having some sense of peace and, 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 you know, having a relationship with God over and above. So, yeah. So then obviously you get to a point where you lose people in your life. You know, you lose the connections. You, you become who God wants you to be. All right. And you basically lose touch with a lot of people. People find you boring, which, which, which is all right. It's all right to be boring. They find you boring. And then, but you realize that at that time that you start losing people, it's the time 
that God would be teaching you some things. And now remember I said I had a problem with the transition from, from being a, from tagging myself as a celebrity to be, to being now a pastor. All right. I remember there were moments where God wouldn't want me to be around people. He wouldn't, I, I would get easily irritated. I used to even ask people to go buy my groceries. I would literally go to work, come back from work, and then that would be it. And I would be locked. I actually would lock myself in the room. And it is at that moment that I developed a relationship with the person of the Holy Spirit. And he became so tangible, you know, he became such a real um, person in my life. You know, I, I started having these encounters that made me realize that, hey, I'm no longer the same Lisa that I was. Over and above, I never felt sick afterwards. I, I never had any problems afterwards. So the moments where God would keep me away from people were very painful moments. You know, I'd want to be around people, but somehow there'd be this force that doesn't allow me to be around people, even to just go to the mall, you know, just, just to go out and, and God would just restrict me from doing that literally. And I was indoors for such a long time and I wouldn't go nowhere. And it was at that time that God actually started giving me ideas of what I need to become in the kingdom of God. And um, I'm so grateful for that. And even today, I'm, I'm still, it's five years later this year. Uh, I became born again in 2016, 18th December, by the way, for records. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> um, yes, five years later, I mm. still believe that um, I didn't make a wrong decision. Mm -hmm. I, I still believe that it, there's people who are called for that industry and I'm just not one. And um, there's something that comes with discovering your purpose. It comes with a sense of peace. Mm -hmm. You know, it comes with, it, it's more like when you buy a new appliance, it comes with a package insert that you need to read how to use it. So once you discover your identity in Christ, you stop having issues that you probably have in the world. And I mean, coming from a very competitive industry, which is modeling or rather entertainment, you'd realize that once a skinny girl comes through, you're not getting the job, darling. You must go lose some more weight. You understand? So you get to get to a position where you compare yourself. I'm not saying that's everyone, that's everyone's experience, but I mean, it gets to a point where you feel like you constantly need to do something to to, to perform better. But one thing I, I, I love about coming to the kingdom of God is that I got to realize what God wants me to do. And the Holy Spirit is just helping me do that. And then from there, I, I then published another book. And then, then, then that's, that's just it. <laughs> and then the rest is just history. And as I'm telling you, it came with a sense of peace. Um, the Bible says, um, he will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. It, it's so amazing how much peace it brings you to fulfill your purpose in Christ. And it is my wish to basically get people into a sphere of understanding who they are in Christ. Because once you know who you are, you get to function as who you are. I mean, if we have to see a lion roar, a lion has to know that I am a lion, not a cat. So the, the question that I have for you is, was it hard to accept God's will for your life over what you intended for your own life? Oh, well, I'd say yes, it was difficult because the flesh would always want to fight what the spirit wants. 
but how are you, you know, able to overcome that getting to know the person of the holy spirit and and um fellowship with the person of the holy spirit you know i used to lock myself so much and i'd speak in tongues i'd speak in tongues just uh, because i wouldn't have anything to do i would speak in tongues and it is during those moments that i would realize because every time you get into the presence of god you lose who you are you lose your natural self and you gain more of god so how i basically moved from me of having difficulty to accept the will of god it was just me fellowshipping with the person of the holy spirit and speaking in tongues, studying the word of God, because once you study the word of God, then you find out who you really, really are. Then you see that there's just no other option but to do who or according to what the word says you should do. Thank you so much, Clarissa, for coming on to the His Word podcast. Your testimony has really blessed me. And I pray that anybody out there who's listening as well, that you have been blessed. She is an anointed woman of God. And she has a fantastic book called Word Your Worth. And Word Your Worth is the aggressive use of the Word of God to unveil your value in Christ. It is a practical spiritual challenge, an exercise of faith, a tool of warfare for a woman who wants to silence every word from the enemy with the use of the powerful weapon that God gave you, the word of God, you are going to declare your worth so that you extrude and maximize your God-given potential and be on the cutting edge of influence in your life. Each chapter will help you carry out a judicial sentence against the enemy's accusations so that you rightfully live in the reality of the value you have in Christ Jesus. Amen. So you are able to find her book on Amazon and if you are interested in connecting with her, connect with her. She's on Facebook, she's on Instagram. So guys, don't hesitate to follow her you know connect with her and really hear more about how you're able to experience Christ in your life we thank God that he continues to work wonders in our lives and I just want to say as well that if you do have a testimony do not hesitate to reach out we are an international platform and we are here to glorify God's name internationally so if you do have a testimony do not keep it to yourself if your friends and family has shared something amazing you let us know and we're able to use this platform to glorify God's name and to bring many people to Christ. The Bible tells us in Revelations chapter 12 verse 11 it says and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. Do you know how powerful that is? The living word lets us know that we have a duty to overcome, to overcome every obstacle of the enemy, everything that he has programmed to have dominion over your life, everything that he has programmed to work against you, every obstacle, it fails because of your testimony it fails because you were able to overcome it fails because you took that step to glorify God's name to be obedient to really acknowledge him so if you are sitting on a testimony sit no longer change the narrative on your life and give God all the glory you don't know who you're able to impact you don't know who you're able to save just by sharing what he has done for you so guys it's been a pleasure it's Natasha Brown and you have listened to his word